Joy is for you. Welcome to the Joybringer Podcast. The world is full of uncertainties, difficulty, and pain. It needs joy, and you and I can bring it, but we can't bring what we don't have. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Let's grab hold of joy and bring it everywhere we go. Hey, I'm Susan. This is the Joybringer Podcast. I'm so glad to be with you. Happy February. It is the beginning of February 2024. And today I am talking all about everybody's favorite F word, <laughs> forgiveness. It's forgiveness. And I say that uh, knowing the irony because most of us, it is not our favorite word, um, but it's important. And why am I talking about forgiveness in the beginning of February? And that is because uh, all year long, I'm doing the 12-month Joybringer Challenge. Every month has a new challenge. And this month, the challenge is all around the Joybringer core value of forgiveness. Now, January, the core value we were looking at was gratitude. And the challenge was to write a handwritten thank you note or note of encouragement to somebody, anybody, and as many people as you want. And that was really sweet and super fruitful. I loved receiving your messages. I recently got a message, I think yesterday from someone on uh, Facebook, and uh, it was a message sharing a, a letter that she had received from her granddaughter and also telling me that she had intentionally written thank you notes to everyone in the oncology unit uh, for the hospital that she's been receiving treatment from. And that just blesses my heart that people are doing the challenge and being filled with joy because of it. So February's challenge is all about forgiveness. And, and there's a reason, and we're going to get to that. But the challenge in a nutshell is to make a list of people that you need to forgive and get to it. So bear with me. Don't don't just turn this off. I know it can be really hard, <laughs> but we're going to talk about this together and we're going to go on this journey together because February is the time that we often focus on love, right? It's Valentine's Day month and you might feel all kinds of ways about that, right? Love and the idea of Valentine's Day can conjure up all manner of feelings and that's okay. Wherever you're at, it's okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna work on this together because ultimately what the Lord wants for us is that we first and foremost receive his love. He wants us to receive his love. He loved us first. He wants us to say yes to actually receive that and love him back and love others in return. But if we are hard-hearted, if we are holding on to bitterness, anger, and resentment. First of all, receiving love becomes really challenging and giving love is even harder. So that's why we're focusing on forgiveness this month, because I believe the Lord wants to invite us to receive his love far more than we ever have before so that we can give it away. You know, I went on this journey. I started this journey many years ago. Um, actually, I'll tell you, it was in the summer of 2011, I woke up one morning from a nightmare. And you know those nightmares that um, are so visceral that you can like feel yourself, even though you're not running in your 
actual body, but in your dream, you're running and you can feel your body trying to make these muscle movements. Um, I, in my dream, was screaming like full bodied engagement, screaming at a friend of mine. And he's this really, really tall guy and I'm kind of a short girl. And I was standing just, just right underneath his face, just looking up to him, just screaming at him. And I woke up from that totally out of breath. I woke up with every muscle in my body completely tense. And I felt like I had actually been screaming in real life. And I woke up and I thought, well, mm, I guess I got an issue with this guy. He had been a lifelong best friend and there were some things that had gone on. I, I had gone through a, a divorce. My ex-husband had moved out of the house and uh, my friend and some of his friends had moved in with me. And I had placed a lot of weight on his presence and his friendship. And there were some things that went down while, while we were together um, that I felt really betrayed by. Just things that I didn't feel were very honest, um, things that hurt me really badly. And, and in all honesty, I was extremely vulnerable and probably more sensitive than I had ever been before. But we had lost contact. And I had just become full of bitterness, anger, and resentment. But I didn't really realize it. I just had written him off. I was really angry. And it, it's not like I was thinking about him all the time. But this dream sparked something in me. And clearly there was something that that I needed to address. So I got up and I got in the shower. And you, you know those shower conversations? Anyone else have <laughs> a shower conversation? Uh, I worked for somebody for a long time who was just a dear dear human. And he called them shower angels. I give these conversations, these inspirations in, in the shower. But I knew I had to do some forgiveness work. And so I got in the shower and I just started saying things like, God, I don't want to forgive him. I don't want to. I know I have to because clearly it's affecting me and my subconscious. And and I know that's not good for me. I, I, I wasn't a pastor at the time, but I just, I knew like, this can't be good for me. So I made this commitment to pray for this friend every day. And and at the time, I was an everyday showerer. This was become, before I became a mom. Um, good news, I'm back to showering every day. But, you know, three kids will do that to you. So I, every day, got in the shower and I would start praying for my friend. And sometimes I would just say, you know, Lord, I, I, I'm going to say that I forgive him today. And I'm lying through my teeth and I don't actually believe it. But I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> and, then, and then it got to say, you know, Lord, I... I want to forgive him. I'm struggling today, but I really do want to. And then eventually it got to the place where I could say, you know, I forgive him. I release him from the pain that I'm holding. I release him from that. And maybe God, maybe you could like give him a good day. Maybe you, maybe I want to bless him today. Maybe, you know, and it eventually it took about a month. No joke. Uh, like 30 showers, let's say, to get to the point where I could say, I forgive him and God, would you meet him in his need? Would you bless him, Lord? Because I know you love him and I want him to experience more of your love. Now, that was a journey. And while I was on that journey, I felt the invitation of the Lord to lean in a little bit more. And I felt the Lord say, you know, there's more people than just this one guy on this list. And I think it might be good for you, daughter, season, if if you made a list. So I got one of those yellow legal pads. You know, those are like really like long legal pads. 
And I started writing down everyone's name that I had invited the Lord. Like, Lord, would you just bring to mind people that I need to forgive? And I just started writing. And I got down to the last line of this first long legal pad. And I turned the page and I kept writing. And I was like, this is crazy. I, I wasn't somebody that I felt was walking around like just a bitter, angry, resentful woman. But the Lord just kept bringing people to mind one after the other. And I got to it. One at a time, I would have these conversations with the Lord and I would say, gosh, I, you know, I would think through it. It would be painful, but I wanted to cross these people off. I wanted to release the bitterness and the anger and the resentment for no other reason. I never talked to these people. I wasn't necessarily in, in relationship with them, but I felt everyone I would check off the list, I just got lighter and lighter. And here's what's so crazy. When I got to the end of it, and now this was about a six-month journey. When I got to the end, three things happened. This was January of 2012. I received two Facebook Messenger messages from girls, from women that I went to middle school and high school with. Now, in all fairness, I don't remember one of them, <laughs> but the other girl was an acquaintance. And both of these messages from these girls were so out of the blue. Both of them took a, a moment to send me a message to apologize for being unkind to me in whatever way they felt they were unkind in middle school and in high school. I was blown away. I was like, I, I barely even remember these girls. One, I didn't really remember at all, but they felt motivated. I don't know how that happened, but it was so crazy. I was on this journey in forgiveness and out of nowhere, I got these messages from these two women and it touched my soul in such a deep level. It was so precious. And then the third thing that happened was I got a message from my friend, this guy who was a lifelong friend that I had gone on this forgiveness journey to forgive, I got a random message from him and he said, hey, would you meet me for coffee? And that's pretty much all he said. He said, I, would, would, you, would you meet me? And I'll tell you what, um, the amount of like trauma <laughs> that came back in this moment, I felt everything kind of like resurface. And I made this sort of like ammunition bundle. I was ready to meet him because I had every expectation that he would come to this conversation with um, excuses and reasons why he maybe acted a certain way. We hadn't had any contact. And I walked into this coffee shop with guns fully loaded. And I sat down and he showed up. And I tell you what, friend, I'm not kidding. I didn't say one thing in this conversation. He proceeded to give me the most incredible, thorough, beautiful apology for things that I was upset about and things that I hadn't even thought about. He probably talked at me for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. And he just ticked off every box that was there and then every box I didn't even know I had. And it was so beautiful. And I have no idea why, what motivated him. And it was an incredible thing. It was such a gift from the Lord. And I have to believe it was because I had made the commitment to go on this forgiveness journey. And the Lord in his kindness brought about apologies from people I never thought I would hear from. And that 
started this valuing for me and the understanding that forgiveness was not, it's not just important um, to like be reconciled to someone because that is a different thing. And we're going to talk about that this month, but forgiveness and reconciliation are not the same thing, but forgiveness is an invitation from the Lord so that we could really receive freedom so that we can be released from that poison, released from the bitterness, anger, and resentment that the enemy wants to bind us up in. And, and here's what we know. Here's what I know to be true. It's not easy. Hatred feels better sometimes than the, the vulnerability and the fear behind forgiveness. It feels like we got to go back into that painful, difficult wound and feel it all over again. And there is something to be said about that. Yes, you do have to acknowledge the pain, but there's there's purpose to this. But hatred, hatred just, just well, not only does it affect us, it, it affects the people around us. It, it, it feels like if I hate this person, they, they deserve it, but they don't care. That's the reality of it, right? Like, you can be filled with hatred and bitterness, anger and resentment, and yet it doesn't actually have an effect on the person that you want it to, right? If I hate you, then maybe you will feel my hatred. But actually, you know who feels your hatred, your bitterness, anger and resentment is everyone around you that you love. I have people in, in our life, in my life that, that have been so motivated and powered by their hatred and it had the opposite effect. Because really, no one wanted to be around them. And, and it was so uncomfortable to be around all of that bitterness and hatred that people just decided to not be around, right? And then that person finds themselves lonely and isolated and wondering why everyone hates them. I'm, I'm wondering if, if this is ringing, a, ringing true to your heart. Uh, because it's something that we all face this 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 idea of being hurt and wounded and and harboring unforgiveness it's it's universal and 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 maybe you're wondering you know why does god actually care well you know i became an insta mom my daughters were 6 8 and 10 when they came into my life and and i had the honor and privilege of of being one of one of their parents you know, they have a mom and they have, they have family, but I got to be a part of that. And I'm so grateful for that. And, uh, but it, it was definitely a jump into the deep end kind of thing. I was not eased into it. Like if you have a baby, yes, it changes your life dramatically, but you get to like grow with that baby. Well, I went straight into zero to three who were six, eight and 10. And I didn't have that buffer to learn some things. And one of the things that shocked me so much is how much your kids can hurt you when they don't appreciate what you're doing for them, right? You, you, you learn that with a baby because they can't be appreciative, right? But you, you spend money you don't maybe have or you give energy and effort to do something that you don't have. It's out of your, you know, negative <laughs> accounts that you're, that you're giving of your energy and your time and your heart and your money um, to be maybe sometimes met with, well, I don't like that thing that you made me tonight, right? Like you slave over dinner and they don't want to eat it, or you spend your last dollar to buy something that they need and they lose it or break it. And gosh, it, it just takes a toll on you as a, as a human, right? You realize they're kids and they don't mean it or, or whatever. And yeah, we're all on a journey to be grateful and, 
and learn how to be gracious, but we're, they're children. But man, it can really hurt your heart. And, and I think that this idea of, of forgiveness is so important to the Lord because, well, the forgiveness of Jesus cost the Father everything. Everything. Jesus willingly went to the cross to sacrifice his life, to die for you and me, so that we could be freed from the bondage of sin, so that we could receive forgiveness. And the Father watched it. The Father was a part of it. Jesus could have snapped his fingers and ended it all, but he suffered and died so that we might know freedom and life. And the Father watched it, watched his son give everything for us. You got to wonder, the Lord is extending this invitation to us to receive that freedom, to receive the ultimate act of love and forgiveness. And when we reject it, even if you go, oh yeah, I, I, I believe that God loves me and I've received his forgiveness, and yet we don't walk in that freedom, and yet we don't allow that freedom to change us, or we think, yeah, but he can't forgive these things. He only could forgive that thing, but not all of this. Imagine how that breaks the father's heart. He goes, oh no, my son paid for all of it. For you to receive the fullness of life and life abundant, I can only imagine how hard and, and odd that is for the father. Because here's the truth. The enemy was there that day. The enemy was present when Jesus was on the cross and he knows exactly how much it cost the father. The enemy knows how powerful forgiveness is. He knows how radical it is to our lives when we receive it. And the enemy does not want us to receive forgiveness. God knows how powerful and, and the enemy knows how powerful it is. He also knows how hard it is. Jesus knows how hard forgiveness is. He made it possible. He suffered the ultimate. <laughs> so yes, he knows this is not easy. And here's what I love. Have you ever heard, uh, you, you've probably heard the, the Bible verse or the statement, like even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains or, or you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted into the sea. We, we've probably heard that verse that's found in at least two of the gospels. Um, and, and usually that's in reference when we talk about that. We're like, oh, yeah, no, with God, all things are possible. All you got to do is have a little bit of faith, a little mustard seed. Some people even wear like a little jar, like a little glass thing with a little mustard seed inside of it. And it's a, it's a reminder that that's all it takes is a little bit of faith. But I was talking to my friend Brandy. I'm going to rerun her podcast episode. She joined me during the Advent podcast um, season and she and I talk about forgiveness and she shared this with me. I'm going to share it now. It was so radical to me. It was so inspiring. It flipped the thing that I've always known on its head. In Luke 17, verse uh, three through six, we find this moment, this faith like a mustard seed moment, but it's done a little bit different than it is in another gospel. It says, 
if another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there's repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. Then the apostles said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. And the Lord answered, if you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to the mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. This verse about faith as small as a mustard seed, yes, is about miracles. Yes, is is about, you know, God can do all, all things, right? But really in this moment, it is in reference to the faith and the difficulty that we understand in forgiveness. God knows that forgiving someone, even after they've wronged you a million times, is so hard. The disciples are like, how? How? That seems impossible. And Jesus says, just a little faith, a little faith that I will meet you in that difficulty and I will make it happen. With me, we can do this. Your faith that says, God, I don't want to. I don't even think it's possible. You don't know what that person did to me. You don't know how much pain they've caused in my life. And Jesus says, oh yeah, I do. I know how hard forgiveness is. It just takes a little faith. Let's do this together and watch how powerful it can be in your life and in the lives of those around you. Forgiveness makes it possible for us to receive and give love. That's what God wants for us today and in this month and in the rest of our lives to receive love, to allow his life altering love to do its work so that we can then be loved and love others well. You know, I love um, Brene Brown says that the goal is to have a soft front and a hard back. You know, we become hard hearted as we are betrayed, as we experience pain, as people hurt us, leave us, die, wound us, right? We, we harden our front. But when we harden our heart and our front, nothing pierces that. So when we, when we build walls around our heart, not only are we protecting ourselves, but we're also not able to receive love. When we soften that heart through forgiveness, when we allow ourselves to be met by love and changed by love, then we can receive it. But we want to strengthen our back, right? We strengthen our backbone so that we can go through life. That's the armor, right? We, we can be strengthened. We can stand tall in our identity as loved ones and still be loved. I'm really passionate about this. I'm going to talk about it all month. I've got some guests joining me. I'm really excited. I also talk about it a lot in my book, The Joybringer Challenge. And this is the uh, core value at the end of the second section. I think it's probably chapter mm, 10 or 11. And if you haven't got the book, you can click on the link and, and grab it. Um, but this model because I'm going to offer you some help. Uh, and, and this model, you'll hear me talk about it throughout the month. Uh, my pastor and, and friend, Ann Hansen, at Centerpoint Church in Marietta, California, she exposed me to this forgiveness model, and it changed my life. Um, it's available, uh, and I would love to walk this journey with you um, because I think it is 
what, what, what I like to call complete forgiveness. I, I'm going to give you this tool and uh, I'd love to walk further with you. Also, fun fact, I uh, do um, personal sessions. So if you're interested in some life coaching, if you need someone, a pastor, or a, a trained individual to walk through this journey with you, you can reach out to me as well. And, uh, and I'm happy to um, schedule some sessions to do this work with you because sometimes it's just easier when we have a partner uh, and someone to help lead us. But um, the forgiveness model begins with, I forgive so-and-so, right? I write this down on paper. You can grab a piece of paper and write it down, or I'll even include it in our show notes. I forgive blank, so-and-so, fill in the blank, for, and then you say what they did, right? Make a list because they did all these things to me. And I use this example all the time. You'll hear me say it, but uh, I, I'm going to use this one. Uh, I forgive so-and-so for burning my house down, right? Just, let's just pick that. Burning my house down. That's what they did. That caused a wound in my life. And then the second thing is because it made me feel. I forgive so-and-so for burning my house down because it made me feel. Now, I can forgive you for burning my house down. I can believe that you didn't do it on purpose. You know, you were spending the night there and you left a candle burning and you didn't know it broke the dish, caught the armoire on fire and my house got burnt down, right? I can believe that maybe you didn't do it on purpose and I can forgive that thing. But the thing is, it's the feelings associated with, with the thing that they did. Now, Yes, insurance rebuilt my house. That's great. But you know what? I'm still left with the fact that I don't trust anybody. I'm still left with a lot of fear because it made me feel terrified because I feel like, you know, nothing is secure anymore. I feel like I can't trust people. We don't operate in the thing that was done to us. We operate in the feelings that are associated with that thing. So we have got to include the feelings because it made me feel. Make a list. All of the things that, that were all the feelings that were associated with what they did or what they said, right? I forgive them for what they did or what they said. That's very important because it made me feel X, Y, Z. And we want to gather all those feelings up and say, Lord, and I give all of this to you. We want to give God those feelings that we have been left with. I forgive so-and-so for what they did or what they said because it made me feel, right? All that stuff. And we give it to the Lord. Lord, I give this to you. You've asked to be the burden bearer. You've said, give me your yoke and exchange it for mine. And then this is where it turns the corner to complete forgiveness. And I bless so-and-so with what they need. We bless with what they need. I, I, I understand that blessing someone that we're angry with is really hard. I understand that sometimes I, I, I don't want to bless you with anything, right? I, I want to curse you. And as a pastor, I've met with a lot of people who um, say, you know, they're, they're in the middle of an abusive situation or that, and, the, and they hate this person. They just hate them. And I say, listen, I can't encourage you <laughs> to curse someone, but let me tell you what I can tell you. Let me tell you, it <laughs> makes sense. Here's the truth. Scripture says that the blessing far outweighs the curse. The blessing is more powerful. So I can bless you in my anger. 
I can bless you with repentance. I can bless this person, that person who, you know, burnt my, I can bless them to be more responsible. I can bless them to take responsibility for their actions. You can bless out of your anger to, just because forgiveness and anger, they can, you can still be angry about something. It's working through this. So I bless them with love. I bless them to be blinded by the light. I bless you to have an encounter with God. I bless you with a broken and contrite spirit. We can bless even in our anger. Bless them with what they need. And then you bless yourself. See, when when the Lord forgives us, he doesn't do it with a cold shoulder. He's not like, well, fine, I forgive you, but I'm going to be distant. Now, this does not mean that we need to be reconciled with the person that we are forgiving. In fact, we might need to forgive people who are, who've passed on. I've had to do a lot of forgiveness to the, well, all my family's dead. So I've had to do a lot of work to forgive people who are not alive and you don't need to bless them, right? Because they're in a better place, but we want to bless those. So I bless them with what they need and I bless myself with what was taken from me. I bless myself with confidence. I bless myself with peace. I bless myself with identity. I bless myself with goodness, with prosperity, whatever it is, what was taken from you, you get to receive back from you. I forgive so-and-so for what they did or said because it made me feel, make a list of that. I bless them with what they need and I bless myself with what was taken from you. This is what we call the forgiveness model. It is such a great tool to work through the February Joybringer Challenge to make a list of those you need to forgive and begin the journey. Good news, we are doing this together. The verse of the month is Colossians 3.13. Make allowances for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you so you must forgive others. It's a command. It's a command. And we're not alone. We're doing this together. Jesus has gone before us. He has forgiven us just beyond anything we could even fathom, beyond anything we could even wrap our heads around. He has been there. He has done that. And he just wants us to receive all of the goodness that he has paid for. I'm on this journey with you. We're going to talk about some really interesting things this month, and, and we're going to share some stories. And one of the things I want to encourage you to do is put your name, your own name on that list. I have to put my name on that list. And also, don't be afraid to put God on that list. We're going to talk more about that. But it's important that we forgive anyone that we're angry at, even ourselves and even God. It's not a sin to acknowledge that we have anger toward the Lord. And, you know, we can maybe agree that God is, you know, he's sinless. He didn't do anything wrong, but it doesn't mean forgiving someone, having anger, bitterness, and resentment toward someone doesn't mean they did anything wrong. That's a hard thing to wrap your brain around, and we're going to do it together. I 
love you. I'm on this journey with you. We are going to work through forgiveness this month. We're going to be inspired by some great conversations. I'd love to be in contact with you. You can find my email. You can connect with me in the show notes. Um, I'd love to walk this. If you want to book some uh, life coaching sessions, we can do that together as well. And uh, you can also find my book, The Joybringer Challenge, on that link in the show notes. We're going to do the work so that we can be filled with joy and be loved and give love everywhere we go. Thank you for listening to the Joybringer podcast. I would love to connect with you. Find me on social media or on my website at seasonedhours.com. For more information on how to live like the gospel is good news, check out my book, The Joybringer Challenge. You can buy it anywhere books are sold or on my website. Thanks again for listening. And hey, I love you.